Welcome back to the X-Files podcast by LSG Media. I'm Dean. I'm Josh. And on this week's episode, we're discussing Season 2, Episode 15, Fresh Bones. Well, here we go, dude. I cannot wait. I mm-hmm. uh, The excitement... Okay. <laughs> The excitement I feel to talk about this episode can only be described as on a level, scale of 1 to 10 of 10. <laughs> 10 out of 10. 10 out of 10. I've felt that way only about a few things lately, and this is one of them. Because um, it's one of the best episodes you've ever seen. Dude, this episode is amazing, okay? It's totally ridiculous, and I love every minute of it. I love it. I am not <laughs> sure what that says about me and how culturally sensitive I am. I don't know what it means at all. But I am looking forward to talking about it. I've got, I've practiced some some lines today, Josh. I hope that um, I hope I can impress you with them. I hope I can make you laugh and smile. That's my my goal today, Josh, is to have you laugh. You've been um, doing a little bit of uh, Rosetta Stone Haitian Creole. Oh no! I think oh, I'm going to wow. come at you from the other angle. <laughs> okay. Because oh, you got your super accurate uh, military jargon. Don't you worry about anything. <laughs> but I'm going to tell you right now. We should probably just dive into this bitch. Let's go. What is this episode? I have a lot of questions. I'm going to be all over the map. I'm going to really need you to sort of take charge today, pal, because I got to tell you, uh, I'm a little uh, intoxicated. So (laughs) that's just a little bit, not a ton. (laughs) A little bit. Yeah, Half cup. Elijah Craig is the shit. And I've been being a big fat puss because I've been having it on rocks, but then it's a lot more insidious the way it sort of sneaks up on you. There's nothing pussy about having it on the rocks. That's a that's a misnomer, I think. It is. I know. A lot of classy gentlemen have it on the rocks, but I used to do it neat for so long. But now it's hot. I like it being cool. Mm-hmm. It goes down a little nicer. What you gotta do, Slick. you gotta get you gotta get big boy ice cubes. You can't I be love those, dude. You, those are amazing. Yeah. You can't be putting the same size ice cubes you put in a kid's lemonade. You need a a a you know, bigger I want those than a circular ball. ones, dude. Yeah. Those are so cool. I, I might I have gotta, to invest in that, but I'm not sure that's going to really help me not drink more. And I don't drink a lot. Um, but sometimes if there's convenience and novelty, I drink more. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's kind no, of Well, like, the nice thing, the big cubes, not only do you feel like a baller, um, it dilutes slower. That's the true benefit. Indeed. Um, indeed. I have some of these whiskey stones too that are actually like stones yes. I keep in the freezer. Yes. They don't work as well. Really? See, I yeah. think I have those too, and I don't know where they're probably underneath meat that should have been thrown away four years ago. <laughs> to be, to be honest, so with you. the stones should probably also be thrown away. Yeah, you know, yeah. it's probably not good for me. But uh, dude, I can't wait. I'm uh, we we're this is. I mean, we're talking hell's bells. Well, you know what's the good news, Dean? About you, um, you know, having a hard time sort of taking lead on this is that. Private Martin, your job isn't to think, it's to follow orders. <laughs> Soldier! <laughs> Woo! Sorry, I was wheeling back to the Elijah <laughs> as we spoke. Hey, that's good. Good. Dude, I can't, the lines, I, this is made to be, I can't wait. I have a lot of alternative, we're going to write an episode today, I think. I think we're going to write, we're going <laughs> to do some rewrites, some script doctoring. Yeah. I'm gonna have, we're going to make some characters, I think. I don't know, I'm just making this up mm. as I go. I'm really okay. selling this. This could be a big fucking letdown. <laughs> <laughs> you know what it really is, though. You know what? It's like all every about? high school girl 
when they're like, I can't wait for Ricky. I'm going to, we're going to do it. I'm going to take my, take my virginity. And then like he climbs uh, 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 on uh. you. Yeah. And you're like, God, not only was that uncomfortable and kind of painful, but it was really, it really didn't do much for my self-esteem. I hope they don't feel, in other words, I hope they don't feel like a freshly fucked high school girl after this. (laughs) Freshly fucked. More so like a a woman who's sort of figured it out. You know what I think they're going to be feeling though, my friend? Go ahead. Yes! Fucking voodoo magic. Yes! Fucking. This ain't about money. This is about power. <laughs> That's another clip in that movie. In that movie. Predator Two. Fucking Shout out. magic. You that clip, dude. Yeah, man. Pre- yeah, Predator Two. Um, hey, I gotta tell you this right now, pal. This guy, I can't wait. My favorite character right now, besides Show Enough from the Last Dragon, is one hundred percent Colonel Wharton. <laughs> I, dude. I cannot wait to talk about Colonel Wharton. <laughs> really? I can't wait. He's so outrageous. I got I got his I got what some of the script they wanted to do with him, but they didn't. It ended up in something else. So you'll know when I start to read it to you. Is whoever I'm sorry, I should yeah. know the answer here. I was gonna say whoever this goddamn actor is that that plays this guy, but the actual Which answer, one? Wharton? Yeah, Wharton. Benzali. Yeah, Dan, is he Danny not Benzelli. the poorest? Oh, God. Hit the me. Hit poorest. me. Hit me. Marlon Brando. Holy fucking shit. <laughs> Shaved head. A <laughs> little bit of psychopathy. Gone native a little bit. Going native. <laughs> Dude, he does go native. <laughs> totally. Fuck, that's the best part. Oh, boy. Dude. It's something. Dude, He, what is going on? This is an episode. This is the horror. The horror. <laughs> a fly. <laughs> I saw that ivory face expression of somber pride. Okay, buddy. Are my methods unsound? I got a different Marine to, oh. for him. Oh, do I. <laughs> uh, is it Colonel Jessup? Yes! holy shit (laughs) you know it bitch oh boy we're in sick buddy long layoff we come right back right (sighs) all day man all day I was just thinking about it the whole time (laughs) when fucking Mulder shows up I run my unit how I run my (laughs) unit you want to investigate me, Mulder? Will roll the dice and take your chances. I had breakfast a hundred yards from, I don't know, about a hundred and fifty Haitians who are trained to kill me. <laughs> right, dude. Who are not trained nor armed. <laughs> then I lock in a cage and beat mercilessly. We live in a world that has crazy, reckless, runabout Haitians. Who's going to guard them? You, Josh Howard Bruins. <laughs> that's all I thought of the whole time oh. this came out three two years after that fucking movie A Few Good Men I was like this is like A Few Good Men right we're like it's mm-hmm. kind of right he's the guy and they're involved and he's the bad guy kinda but he I mean this is a lot different but it just made me like I can you can you help me I don't know much about much pal I'm kind of a ding dong to be perfectly frank and um I need to ask you a question about immigration policies. 
Oh. So a refugee is somebody seeking political asylum, correct? Um, tech, technically, those are not identical, but they're very commonly linked. A refugee is anybody who leaves the area they live in due to, I mean, it can be anything. It could be concerns about safety. It could be economic, um, lack of economic economic opportunities yes you can be a refugee and then you can apply for asylum status but they are not identical things okay but what would you call a group of haitians who are in call it what it is an internment camp who don't want to be there who want to go back to haiti this episode has you convinced that the u.s government's going to go absolutely put them on a boat fellas send them back Right? Uh, in case you haven't noticed, the Statue of Liberty is on vacation. The new mandate says if you're not a citizen, you better keep out. Cool. Guest writer, Dude. Um, Donald T. Rump. Hmm, oh, interesting. Man. Interesting. And of course, they pulled a black guy in later, Mulder's buddy. And when oh, and when yeah. his when, when Mulder's buddy is like, they don't have rights, someone's like, fucking woof. Glad you said it. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. Glad you it, said it because I didn't know what to say. Who would <clears> think that? 24 years, and we're still, you know, we are under siege by the teeming brown hordes from the south. Still. Haitians with their fucking voodoo Oof. magic man. <laughs> Hit it. <laughs> you don't Fuck. have to cue. Sorry. <laughs> Hit it. Voodoo magic. Yes. Fucking voodoo magic man. <laughs> <laughs> They're Don't. coming for us, buddy. Dude, They're the coming. fucking laugh is the best part in that movie. Well, then <laughs> the, <laughs> the predator kills them all. That was, who had that joke? Nick Mullen. He was like, who kills more black people? Who kills more um, black people with dreadlocks? Is it the predator <laughs> or Steven Seagal? It's <laughs> the best joke. So oh. I don't know, but. They want us to believe that these people, that they don't want, that if they all want to leave, they wouldn't just let them go back to Haiti. That's what I don't understand. It's almost like they imply that. Uh, the the grand conspiracy here is real let's, let's get on the pants, dude. Let's just get into it. Yeah, go. All right. Shoot. Folkestone, North Carolina. Yes. We come up this little uh, little household here. Happy household. <laughs> um, the old McAlpin residence. And uh, baby's crying. Woman gets up to call for Jack. He's hey, in the there's bathroom. a marine there by a baby's crying. No way. <laughs> <laughs> Usually we take care of those babies real quiet when we're done with them. <laughs> oh, I love that I can say that shit to you. Hey, I, dude, how do you live, man? You guys are all fucked up. That's what the TV tells me, buddy. You guys are all yeah. crazy. <laughs> all crazy. All fucking crazy in the head. That's so crazy. This fucking uh. movie. Oh shit! Um, yeah, so Jack is is all is all hopped up. Actually, he's coming out of the bathroom, screaming at her. His hair is woefully out of regs. Yeah, man, and, I was thinking the same thing. My hair's like, shorter than his. Yeah, like most fucking um, movie military characters of any kind. Like he's a private, and they're all like twenty eight years old. I know. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're doing no, no, no. it wrong. <laughs> twenty eight. He's married, has multiple kids in a house, and he's a private. Right. Okay. What What did he do before this to get busted down <laughs> four ranks? At 27, he's like, I think we're going to give it a shot, man. <laughs> um, yeah, he's all, he's got, got bad dreams and uh, not, uh, not a lot of patience with the wife. Their, their domestic discord is pretty accurate for what I've seen from the majority of uh, marine marine marriages. <laughs> Which pretty. is him spitting the cereal across the room. <laughs> yeah, storming out. 
Uh, yep. How about those maggots, Michael? You're eating maggots. How do they taste? <laughs> <laughs> I was expecting yeah. the Lost Boys to be lurking in the corner. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Following him on the dirt bikes. Yeah, he freaks out. He sees the maggots. He's running out of the house. She is, like, rattled. Obviously been dealing with whatever condition he's in. And then he's, like, <laughs> driving the car. And um, the one thing this episode does do very well is there is some real creepy imagery. Tons. And it gets better as it goes. Yep. <laughs> but like imagine looking up in the mirror and seeing ugh. like ugh, like rotting flesh on your body. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. And uh <clears throat> he freaks out and then veers off the road and then he, has he's he's got a while before he hits that tree. Oh that's about seven seconds to react. I mean I gotta like, imagine reaction time's a factor in basic training. <laughs> It's like seven cuts back and forth. It reminds me of Monty Python. Yes, dude. When the knife is charging and it just keeps cutting back and forth. It's like him, and then the tree. And then he's on top of you. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's good, dude. I like it. Yeah. So that's um, that's a cool inciting incident, you'd say. Yeah. And then what do we have on the back of the tree? Voodoo magic. Fucking voodoo magic, man. <laughs> yep. Yeah. I'm going to laugh every time. <laughs> every time. <laughs> uh, so what do we have here? We have uh, a little bit of a discussion that follows, uh, right? And uh, yeah. they're on the road. And uh, I guess she called in the FBI because the right. uh, military is disinterested. Yes. So that's the thing. Scully's questioning. They're looking at his you know, the case or whatever, his file, Private McAlpin here. Second McAlpin. suicide in a week. Uh, they're not on a base. They're at a processing center dealing with asylum-seeking refugees. There was a riot there recently. It's pretty nasty. Um, like a 10-year-old kid got killed. And yep. this request is not coming from the military. It's coming from Mrs. McAlpin because the yes. military is basically telling her to pound sand. Right. And I like that, you know, instead of starting off in the office, um, I, I guess they just got in the car and they're like let's wait till we're five minutes away to start talking about the case (laughs) (laughs) it always doesn't make sense (laughs) it doesn't matter it's fine (laughs) they're talking about other stuff catching up should we talk about no not yet yeah (laughs) well we it's i mean we're almost there no 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 i want this to be timed so we are at a poignant point in this conversation to where i can pull the car over and show you the accident site what are we saying Mulder? And yeah, they find it. They find the tree. They find the uh, the creepy symbol there. Mm. And um, it's real creepy. Um, immediately, we go to Haitians and voodoo. Dude. Voodoo fucking magic. I don't know anything about voodoo, but nobody else does either, do they? <laughs> Except the people who do it. Outside <laughs> it, of animal sacrifice, I think most of everything you've ever seen is horseshit. Yeah, it has to be of all, I, I would say, religious in a loose term to include things. Sure, that, sure. You know, voodoo is like a religion, but yep. of all kind of religious practices, voodoo has to be one of the most like <laughs> wildly unrepresented and lack of any actual knowledge of what it's about. Dude, it's ridiculous. It's it crazy. would be like saying, watch Bram Stoker's Dracula. That's Christianity. <laughs> <laughs> he impales the Turks and he drinks their blood and he yells about things. That's that's the Christian thing. <laughs> oh, okay. He'd be like, Whoa, right. that's fucking creepy. Christians moved in next door, you close the blinds. <laughs> the Christian, like, Christian, fucking- <laughs> that's like a popular Christian hairstyle? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. 
that, that big, that big, huh? Oh yeah, yep, 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 yep. I hope you don't have one of those Turkish mustaches. Do you remember? <laughs> um, we worked with a guy who spoke Haitian Creole fluently. Yeah, dude. Yeah, and it is, dude. It is a beautiful sounding language. Do you remember I had him record my voicemail message yes. in in Haitian Creole, and then it was just yeah. like, you know, Josh. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. J- uh, fuck. Holy shit, I'm forgetting his name. Uh, I almost said James, but that's James. Uh, I was going to say Jim. Yeah. James. Very cool. He's a hot ticket, that guy. Yep. Um, yeah. Voodoo, voodoo magic. Um, he, um, I saw him when you were, uh, when you were uh, fucking around at work once. I saw him pull out a voodoo doll though. Oh yeah? Yeah. And he was like punching in the dick and stuff. Do you remember? It was, yeah. It was, he, it was probably on the white boss, right? Yeah, dude. Yeah. Yeah. He fucking came to work covered in chicken's blood. <laughs> He's a weird guy to work with. No, not always sitting in the shadows, blowing (laughs) smoke from a non-existent (laughs) source. He's a hundred percent Christian, by the way. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) but Uh, um, yeah. So yeah, most stories are focused on Haitian. Miss McAlpin Lee's voodoo is binary husband Seth. We got all that, and then we have them going to McAlpin's house, right? Right. Uh, Honey Force in the chat. I bet if he was a big titty blonde, you'd remember his name. Most likely not, but I'd remember the kids. Hundred percent not. Um, How, and, and I don't like the implication of honey. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> honey. Um, speaking of tits, Mrs. McAlpin, um, I don't know well, how much you know about this, Dean, but this is- Let's talk about this it. This is what I would like to call um, a Lejeune 8. Yes. Camp Lejeune. Camp Lejeune. Um, I'm into very, it. Very, very unfortunate place to find yourself for an extended period of time. Um, She's an 8, though. Yeah, there, because you have 40,000 Marines- and no significant local population. I like, get it. There's no s- big city nearby. Yeah. In fact, so, the, the Taiwanese boy may may mm. fall on your scale if, if things turn out sh- uh, illegal, I'm just saying. Yeah. Not a we child. We used to say, you, you had three options. You, as far as, you know, looking, for, looking for love goes. Um, you're either going for swamp donkeys. That's good. You're, you're, you're banging somebody who's probably married or dating a deployed Marine and hiding her ring. Um, or you fly it in. You gotta yep. fly it in. Gotta fly it in. Gotta fly it in. Yeah, she looks like. Um, yeah, I mean, you know. Yeah, I, I, you could, you could make her up in a way. Sure. You know? Yeah. She looks like she looks like she would be good at at the striking martial arts, <laughs> right? <laughs> Muay Thai. I think she could be good at Muay Thai. Um, her chin speaks to me in a way mm-hmm. that says I perhaps have a touch of granite in there. And it might a, be hard to knock out. Taking a punch or two. She can take a punch. Sure. Uh, and I mean that not uh, in both ways. Take a punch. <laughs> Catch my drift. Yes, I do. Yeah. Um, she's been through a lot, though, in her mm-hmm. defense. You know, her and, her and little Luke. She um, gets up every morning and her husband, the 36-year-old private, spits his cereal across from <laughs> him like a child. Like he should be wearing Velcro shoes. But she puts up with it. Yeah. And, uh... She likes to check. Ah, it's Jack. He used to have this great sense of humor. His yeah. life. What is he? It's all about Marines, God, and football or something like that. The, that's just three things. Yep. Sure. Of course. Like they so all like, are. Are they not in Texas? <laughs> <laughs> that's all they care about. Yeah. And, yeah. But yeah. all changed when he went to the processing center. And, mm-hmm. At uh, least she said family. So shout out to the family loving Marines out there. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Sure. They sure. make a lot of them and they don't last very long. And <laughs> <laughs> and then she's like, I pulled this conk out of the water. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> oh, like, did you say uh, the sandbox? She says the sandbox. <laughs> yeah. 
What a pain in the ass. Because they're like, why? So what got you to this point? And she, this is where she brings up Harry Dunham. Right. From the same squad. My guy Dunham. And he uh, had told Mrs. McAlpin that that symbol on the tree was also on the stool that mm-hmm. the other Marine, we hear about a second suicide, had used to kill himself. And then it's on this very large conch shell that was buried in the sandbox of the chair. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> Which is scary, man. You know you know Haitians and their large, ornate seashell infatuation. That's a standard voodoo they're, practice. They're a people of the sea, I'm told. <laughs> they like, are. <laughs> them hey, and the they Portuguese. Didn't, they didn't fly there. They didn't that, fly there, bud. Them and the Portuguese. <laughs> yeah. They took a raft, right? <laughs> Conch shells, right? Yeah, sure. It'd be as ridiculous as if they had turquoise rings. <laughs> it seems so random to me. Conch shell. I don't know, but it uh, made me laugh. What'd you think about our uh, our mm. entry into the processing center? Yeah. Well, for a minute there, it looks like he's, I mean, boy, there's a lot going on here. Is there something about this processing center that, I know it's a TV show, and they're shooting a shitload of episodes, but this one really felt like a set. Oh, yeah. Like, really, really, I know it is a set, but boy, did it feel like a set. Yeah. I mean, I guess maybe that's it, because part it of looks the like nature. they just they just erected this fence in the parking lot <laughs> of like a studio. Yeah, and they like throw some Constantine wire on there. By the way, <laughs> this is your gig as a colonel. Fuck. Yeah, full bird blows. Full bird could be commanding a regiment. Sure. No, could you be gotta, running Gitmo processing center. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a B billet, so we call it a B billet. A B billet. Um, yeah, and that's a good point. Um, by Aaron in the chat, no other way into this place than directly through a suspicious horde. That's right. Um, apparently, uh, <laughs> processing centers run by the United States Marine Corps are similar to abortion centers located in the Deep South, where they're just perpetually surrounded by a hostile crowd. Yes. And they're all wearing rags. <laughs> they're all wearing they're like, like brand new rags. Right, right. You know what I mean? Right, right, right. They're like, let's go to the Savers mm-hmm. and uh, buy some outfits buy for all these, these people. Yeah, slightly used, but it, but in mint, very good condition, and just cut them up with no dirt on them. Look, right. you're, you're refugees now. I mean, the whole premise of these refugees being in a camp and causing enough trouble as they're surrounded by a bunch of men with guns is so outrageous. How? Okay. They'd be minding their fucking P's and Q's, first of all. Yeah. 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 Um, especially after, you know, they done learned that 10 year old pretty good. Dude. Chester. (laughs) My guy, Chester. Chester, dude. Are you a 60 year old white guy? (laughs) Chester Bonaparte. Uncle. (laughs) Hey, uh, Dean, you lived in Florida. I did, dude. (laughs) It was rad. (laughs) So talk to me about a little bit of geography. How the everlasting fuck did 12,000 Haitians mm-hmm. hit U.S. soil in North Carolina? I don't know. Right? If I'm not mistaken, That's, Haiti is west of the Dominican. Uh, yeah, next to Cuba. I'm not sure. Right. You got to get by the Bahamas and all that shit. Because you got to believe there's, they're, they're peddling, man, yeah. towards Florida, Miami. South Carolina. Right? Miami. Yeah. Definitely well, maybe, not Cuba. Maybe they're like, maybe they don't get along so with the Cubans and they're like, we're going to, we're going to cover our, our own spot. I, I don't know how they get to Carolina either, because what does that mean? That they were in the deep fucking like, you know what I mean? 
Mm. They were in the North Atlantic. 12,000 of them on that raft, huh? Would they hug the coasts and just keep <laughs> traveling? They're a coastal people. They're like Japanese sailors. It's like early in a civilization game when you, you have that one ship that can't leave the coast. <laughs> the Japanese are unknown for deep sea exploration, but they're more of a coastal fisherman. Coastal people. Coastal. You want to go deep, you better get the Portuguese and the mm. Spanish. Oh, yeah. But no, you want to go, you want to travel along the East Coast. The east coast of Florida, right? Up, up past West Palm and all that shit. Mm-hmm, you're going to go mm-hmm. by Savannah, right? Past, yep. you're going to go up to Charleston. Are they north or south? North. Okay, so you're going past Charleston, past Myrtle, <laughs> right? All the way up. Fuck, we are getting tired, man. Um, we need some, uh, some fucking voodoo magic. I mean, need. I guess we must assume that they were brought, brought there from somewhere else? Sure. It <clears throat> doesn't make any sense. No. Folkstone is sure. like right near um, Lejeune, though. Got it. Yeah, I lived um, not far from there, North Topsail Beach. Yeah, well. that's right. I remember those days. Yeah, good days. Good days. Um, not as cool as Swansboro, my second spot living down there. That was a little bit more out of the way. Um, nice. Yeah, but um, we meet, go, we meet go, Chester. Get away. Get away, because somebody's yelling it. First of all, a tip to all, a tip to all refugees, um, especially ones of the darker persuasion. And I'm only saying this for your own safety because you're not going to get the same treatment by law enforcement. That's just reality. Mm. Don't grab the light, the the beautiful, pretty little white lady <laughs> with your strong, large hands and yell at her face. Well, fortunately, their our Marine Guard has disappeared. <laughs> <laughs> just walking willy-nilly through the center of this refugee camp. All right. Dude, this place is like Moss Eisley Cantina. <laughs> A wretched hive of scum and villainy? It's just because everyone is is going bananas. It's nuts. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, it's go weird. Ta, I like Chester, solo. I'm, I'm a big fan of Chester. You like, like Chester? He's, yeah, he's funny. He does, he's pretty funny. He sells a little charm. Is, he could have been in Temple of Doom. Yeah, he's way more culturally sensitive than Short Round, right? Um, and he's not. And he's not. But, but yeah, yeah, to be clear. To be clear, he's not. <laughs> to be clear, I mean, too much rum. Get it? Yeah. They drink. It's the rum down there. It's good, buddy. I don't know if you knew that. Right? <laughs> Red man has too much fire water. I remember that in the Shapes episode. <laughs> Fuck, dude. What is right, it for he, white guys? Wine? Uh, it depends know. which kind of white guy. That's yeah, true. Yeah, you, you know, I'm not talking about Alabama shakes, guys. <laughs> but <laughs> um, yeah, so we we meet him, and then we meet Colonel dude, Warden. Dude, this Colonel. guy is amazing. Within yeah. two sentences. All right, I get it. It's a it's a bugaboo. Like everybody has a thing that they know more about that yes. is going to annoy yes. them when it's misrepresented in movies, right? Everybody I, has I know what they are. Yeah. I bet I know what some of your bugaboos are. Give, give me something right here. Um, let, me, let, me, let me back it up a little because my, my, play, my playing is way ahead. But I know immediately that one of the things that's going to drive you bananas. It happens twice in the episode. It does, and I mm-hmm. guarantee you I know what it is. This is how <laughs> fucking good I am. I don't know if he says it here, but I'm almost certain he uses gasp. Josh, gasp, the word, ready? Gasp, soldiers. The fucking S word. 
You can't say soldiers when you're talking about Marines. You have to say Marines. This I know. That generic lowercase soldier. Negative. My mother dated a drill instructor, former Marine drill instructor, who ended up becoming the superintendent of a prison system. And uh, he was in my life when I was like 13, 14, 15. And he was like all jacked. I so looked up to him. And I remember he taught me that once. And I was like, okay. Very important. I will never learn that. I'll never unlearn that mistake because you're gigantic and scary. And I get it. I don't expect every single person to know that, but I expect the TV show who's portraying an episode all focused around <laughs> Marines. That pretty, pretty, pretty basic piece of information. Yeah. Calls them as soldiers. Yes. They're soldiers, not prison guards. Also, mispronounces Lejeune, the largest Marine Corps base Dude. that he is right next to. What does germ. he say? Wait, what does he say? Oh my God. Yeah. That's fucking funny. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't even catch that, to Whatever. be honest with you. Um, yeah. Yeah. But uh, we're soldiers. We're not prison guards. Yeah. yeah. We're being asked to police. Yeah, you're right. So why are you? <laughs> why? <laughs> tell me, why is an amphibious assault force, Josh, <laughs> being used in the in the States to police Haitian criminals? Is it because they're people of the sea, as we've learned? <laughs> <laughs> is, is, it, is it the amphibian connection? It's a maritime threat, and that's what the Marine Corps is. That's <laughs> <laughs> really bread and butter. Hey, I saw the fla- I saw the sail. Column in. That's classic, man. You're the, you couldn't the, have had the, a co- the listen. Spartans and the Persians, the the British and the French, the Germans and the Russians, and the Haitians and the U.S. Marines. The, you know, <laughs> perpetual foes locked in a never ending, never ending struggle. Come on, you couldn't have had a Coast Guard cutter with a deck gun just slice that raft in half? <laughs> Negative, sir. I don't see anything off the port bow. Yeah. No? That's probably not the right. That's probably a humanitarian problem. did surprise the shit out of me, though. I mean, this is mid-90s. I guess I remember it's odd. I mean, Haiti has just gone to shit so many times like in our lives that it's hard to... Like you, you think of it as the more recent one, and then you're like, "Oh no, no, no! That happened. Yeah, that happened another time." You see, Mulder, I don't deal with the bullets and the bombs and the blood. I don't want money and I don't want medals. What I want there is for you to stand there in your faggoty long trench coat with your Harvard mouth and extend me some fucking courtesy. Yeah, I wanted, I wanted it so bad. Hey, man, I wanted it so bad. So bad, huh? Dude, we just talking about how, you know, I mean, like, it's hatred. They hate us. Do they? Yeah. Are you I, sure? So we just, we have to, I don't want to wait till the end to do it. We got to right, talk go. about what's, so. Do you want to know about the plot overall? Because it's hilarious. What's actually happening. All right, let's it, do it. So, so far. Wharton has um, put a voodoo. <laughs> well, apparently he's arranged to be put in command of this center, this refugee processing center, so he could get revenge on the Haitian people. Bro, how does that go down with the Joint Chiefs? And they're like, like when they're discussing it, they're like moving this into Black Ops territory. So solely, <laughs> so that Colonel Colonel Wharton, yeah, um, can. <laughs> Can get vengeance upon thine enemies. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect timing. There's a bunch that just came over here. Who fucking hates Haitians? There was a guy at a Lejuni. The fuck's his name? Wharton. Call him and tell him that his time for revenge is now. 
hates him, but hates him so bad that he's learned their voodoo fucking magic. Dude, that's some fucking dark shit, man. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. almost that's like that's like a cannibal, bro. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like I hate you so much, I'm gonna kill you, but then I'm gonna eat you. Yeah, then I'm gonna use your own shit against it. It would be like a Nazi who's be, gonna be like, I'm gonna get really good at banking to take down the Jews. Right. Oh, you you think you're gonna get the movie role? <laughs> nice try. <laughs> Does make sense. It's fucking so, crazy. But, so he's gonna do this, and his goal is to just just kind of beat the bricks oh, off. Fuck these on. Just fuck them up. Like, yeah, just fuck them up. But then he's gonna murder his marines that <laughs> show the I'm sorry, his soldiers. His soldiers, that, come on. That show the show slightest some fucking respect. <laughs> Dead set on vengeance, and he's so bloodthirsty. Murder. Murdering his marines, hey, soldiers. Would you say he has the bloodthirsty flaw in a RPG? Uh, well, I you would expect he would start killing any of the people that he has this insane grudge against? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. Why? Why and why and how? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, so he, I mean, it's fucking wacky, right? It's so, so wacky. He's out in the tree line, drawing the symbol on the street. He's he's low crawling over to Luke <laughs> McAlpine's sandbox <laughs> to bury a conch shell in it, yeah. right? Uh, Colonel Wharton <laughs> snuck into the backyard of the McAlpine residence <laughs> to bury a conch shell in their sandbox. It's zero dog thirty starting my crawl. <laughs> <laughs> he has a K bar in his mouth, bro, yes. bro, bro. He's crawling through. They have he, a pool. He fucking comes up all slow ah! out of it. <laughs> Cammy painted Dude, up. At I night. got fucking. I want it. This is the movie I want. Oh, I had to boy. kill a neighbor's. I had to kill a neighbor's dog. <laughs> Fuck. This is so dark. And the best is he pulls out a conch shell. Dude, what are you doing? Why? I mean, a, a, a nice, like, you saw it has, like, uh, it has that, what am I trying to say? That's the a conch you of, buy, like, at a gift shop. Exactly. It, it doesn't have a, not a matte finish. It's got, like, a varnish finish on it. <laughs> yeah. It's shiny, man. You know, you get that at P-Town. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I right heart on. Cape Cod. That's what's there instead of the voodoo symbol. Dude, yes. Yep. I heart Cape Cod. <laughs> Plymouth Rock. Okay, <laughs> Hilarious point from Danny Falch. Um, they're burying them all in this town. Warren doesn't rate Arlington. Yeah, full bird colonel in the Marines <laughs> dies in some town, and they just bury him in that little town cemetery. <laughs> That's dark, but awesome, and uh, makes total sense based on everything I've seen. Yeah, boy, this episode is amazing. I mean, come on, yeah, it's ridiculous. Yeah, fresh so, bones. They're asking about so, the riot, mm, and he's blaming mm-hmm. it. He's like, oh, I, I feel bad about that young boy. Nobody feels worse about that young boy dying than me, he says. Nobody. Nobody. You can tell. His yeah. mom? No. I feel way worse than his mom does. I can assure you. That's the truth. Mm-hmm. And you can't handle the truth. <laughs> so, so, that's but just the way it goes. It was all caused by one specific malcontent, revolutionary. Pierre. Pierre. By the way, there's no revolutionary named per Pierre. <laughs> it has never happened in history. Look it up. Um, he's so revolutionary mm-hmm. that he has the crazy idea <clears throat> of going back to Haiti, which mm-hmm. when you're a group of refugees that I thought were seeking asylum, mm. I guess is maybe that is a little revolutionary because that's it, kind of 
like the opposite of what you did. <laughs> like you were, you were there though. My brothers, we finally made it. <laughs> now we're going to do something completely revolutionary. Granted, I don't blame <laughs> you for wanting to leave with sure, this kind of, of classic American hospitality. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I mean, I have to assume he wanted to come there at some point. Pierre Bouvard, whatever his <sighs> name is. Bouvard. Bouvet. 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 I got it. Um, yep. Can we speak to him? Well, if you don't mind listening to his laundry list of complaints. And, uh, I mean, you got him in a cage, though, though don't you? <laughs> I don't know but how indignant of a man to complain over being locked up. A 10-year-old boy in his camp that was on that fucking yeah. raft. The, the was foreign killed. citizen refugee that you have in military custody with zero rights. <laughs> they he have no complaints. rights, Mulder. They have no rights. Yeah. Um, and what also like to, do? Uh, what's her favorite hobby? Obviously. Her favorite thing is to chop up dead people. <laughs> Chopping up. Chopping them up. Yep. Knifing around. Um, yeah, they get down there and, um, we get to the body first and Scully's kind of talking with this foil. Was it medical examiner? Was it coroner? I guess. Coroner? According to the script. Civilian coroner. Ah, uh, right? sure. Or whatever. Um, and he's like, yeah, it's pretty obvious. Basically, his head was lolling around like a broken <laughs> bobblehead doll, I guess. It's, Lovely. But yeah. Yep. Hit a tree um, at 60. Mm-hmm. Trees don't move. And uh, boy, uh, they pull it open and there's a like a desiccated dog. Yeah. And the doctor goes, he runs off to the other room. I Someone has tampered with McAlpin's body. Quote. What kind of sick joke is this? End quote. <laughs> yeah. What what part of voodoo is that? Well, um, that's the part where uh, you murder a neighbor's dog and let <laughs> oh. it sort of sit around in the dry, hot sun of the South for a while. That's and, the dog that would have prevented the access to the sandbox. Correct. Okay. That, if you look closely, K-Bar shot right in the spine. Coming together. Up by the neck. Mm. And, um, yeah, whoops. And he probably was keeping it for some sort of ritual as voodoo practitioners do, Josh, <laughs> as they do, they murder dogs and then use them in terrible I've, ways to make su- pretty girls fall in love with them. I'm surprised they didn't eat them. They may have. Yeah. We don't know where that thing's heart went. Yeah. And, uh, that's what we get here. And then on the other side of the coin, we get Mulder, um, trying to get some information from Dunham, the aforementioned Dunham. The don't aforementioned. get much from that. Nope. Um, but we do get Bouvet. We do who, get Bouvet. Does so, he seem terribly underused? Terribly underused because kind of has like a pretty good creepy. He really does. Yeah, yeah, Bruce Young. Yeah, I like this um, cat. I liked him too. He has that. Um, it's funny when you see pictures of him on IMDb. Couldn't look nicer. Oh yeah, he makes Jordy LaForge look like a raper. <laughs> like that's how nice like of a smile he has. He's been in a ton of movies, but um, yeah. <laughs> He, he, they got him really creepy. The shadow play, man. Yeah, he's got that that dark menace, kind of like X does, right? Like we talked mm-hmm. about X. It must be a black guy thing. It could be. Yeah, he looks especially very, when you he looks perpetually very shoot them in shadows. <laughs> <laughs> Fox wasn't ready for this. No, you know, but and he a, has um he has like a quiet calm about him. That's why I like him. I like that kind of bad guy a lot. Instead of the, <laughs> the warden, I mean, I, I guess they all have their place, right? Yeah, but instead of like the ranting and raving kind of, sure, thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but why is he perpetually exhaling smoke? 
Um, that's it, also a, a, a type of voodoo. Um, <laughs> I'm not sure if you're familiar with that. I was like, is I, it? Oh, maybe it's cold. It's just his breath. But nope, you don't see that with anybody else. And you see it every scene he's in. It's weird. I, I would have thought he was Jamaican by the amount of smoke <laughs> pulling up around him. <laughs> I don't understand. <laughs> we need to match the level of cultural I mean, sensitivity. I oh. mean, you went for it. Yeah, you went for it. I'll give you that. Okay. But dude, I don't get it. He's like, oh, these popsicles. He just keeps pulling out popsicles out of his mouth. <laughs> I don't know what it is. Why is he blowing cool mist? Uh, yeah. Yeah. I'm what, not, do we get, uh, so, what do we get from old boy here? Well, my name is Mulder. I'm with the FBI. And uh, I got some questions about the two Marines took their lives. It is a terrible shame. Well, it's not quite that simple. You do not believe I, you, you do not believe I was involved in this, do you? How could I be when they keep me locked up here? Oh, classic I used mind bullets villain thing to say. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he shows him the photos and he's like, what do you, what do you expect? I love the line. What do you expect to learn from this? Like, like kind of like what's done is done. That's kind of a cool thing to say. Yeah. Not even at that point, not outright denying, just being right. like, what do you um, hope to learn? Yeah. Almost curious about who's this fucking cracker ass right. gov, gov, govy type who's digging into this. This is unusual. With Especially when his, liner. he answers the truth. Mm. Oh God. Capital just, T Mulder coming in. Oof. I want the truth. Oh, so Literally you don't care about justice or solving the deaths of these men. No, 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 no. You have me mixed up with a very different kind of FBI agent. She's too... Dude, you... Man, I'll tell you what. You should have kept the lid on it. Oh, on what? Patience. Should have kept the lid on the voodoo thing. Oh. Instead of making us realize it's normal and everything's fine, outside of like weird occasional sacrifices, there's no voodoo dolls, there's no curses, no that bullshit. Should have kept the lid on it. Yeah. Because you have hypocrisy. you have this white lady so scared, right, McAlpern? You have this bitch so scared that you're in a goddamn internment camp, surrounded. You're in a cage in a cage, <laughs> surrounded by men with guns, and she's afraid to mourn the death of her husband. Yeah. Do you know what that's called, Josh? Where's my clip? <laughs> voodoo magic. Yep. Fucking voodoo magic, man. <laughs> <laughs> that should have. <laughs> <laughs> they should have just left it there. That's the yeah. projection of power. I like it. But no. Um, but he says, listen, it is the loco miroir or something. The crossroad between the worlds. A mirror in which a man must confront his true self. These Marines, maybe they didn't like what they saw. Oh, damn, dude. Okay. Dumping it back in their lap. Bounce past hot potato back to you. Still don't really get it. Well, we all know, Josh. This is what everybody knows this. It's true. Look, everybody knows this. Marines, killers, murderers of many people. Sure. All innocents. And uh, everybody knows that uh, if you shine a mirror in their face. (laughs) One of the things I find most unrealistic about this episode is that all these Marines would be, you know, have any issue with joyously getting to smack around a bunch of unarmed detainees. I mean, that's that's literally what what they live for. Yeah. They're animals. Absolutely. (laughs) They're animals. <laughs> uh, actually, I think my favorite, my actual favorite line ab- about the the military side of it is, uh, it's later on. Wharton says something like, it, "It don't feel good, but you don't join the Marines to feel good." Dude, I was like, "That's pretty fucking good. <laughs> That's pretty, pretty good, pretty good." I saw you once eat a whole pizza, Josh. So I know <laughs> what kind of animals you guys are. <laughs> Absolutely. So I mean. Yeah. 
Yeah. You're one step away from uh, murdering a bunch of Haitians, is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. But his country was born on the blood of slaves. Freedom is our most sacred legacy, man. Because we know, Josh, a little bit about history over on this podcast. And we know the French fucked him up. It's pretty bad. Yeah, yeah. So he knows. He knows what's up. And when uh, Mo says, does that mean you would kill to preserve it? He should have said, of course. Yeah, of course. Just dude. like you would. Are you crazy? Absolutely. Doesn't mean I killed these men. Because, you know, I'm in here. Right. <laughs> I, know. <laughs> I know voodoo and all, but... I mean, um, I could I could possibly just blow smoke in your face, <laughs> and then you're going to see a bunch of people have, like, snake faces. You're going to see some shit, all right. Yeah. 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 Scully comes in here and that, and then Bouvet knows about the missing body before. Yes. Before anything. Right. But, but That's before voodoo. Scully says anything. Yeah. Clairvoyance. Because of voodoo fucking magic. Right. Crystal balls. Yeah. Um, it's the spirits. The loa. Yeah. I so they're driving. Mulder and Scully are driving and, and discussing back and forth. Obviously Mulder is convinced it's voodoo fucking magic. Mm-hmm. And Scully's like, all right, it's, uh, that's that's crazy. Voodoo. Well, they're talking about McAlpin, right? In the next fear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah. That, by the way, great. That aged well. <laughs> hey, that quote aged real well. <laughs> when is the when's the most recent man voodoo was real nineties? When's the last thing that you've seen in the zeitgeist, as it were, that was like really chucking voodoo at you? The last Chuck in Voodoo I kind of remember is I don't know maybe I, I don't know I, I can't I mean I can't think of I mean anything. maybe maybe if you go chronologically I would say Marked for Death with Screwface <laughs> wait, wait, that's still nineties though right Yeah Seagal yeah, yeah I don't know I don't know I th- I think it didn't really uh, didn't really roll past two thousand. Yeah. I guess that's no. when people started to get very minorly more sensitive. I'm sure it, I'm sure it's born out of I'm sh- I'm sure that the stereotypical bullshit is born out of a lot of mischaracterization of Creole people in New Orleans and the fucking local religious establishment over there <laughs> trying to control them and making up crazy tales about them. And who, maybe who, on some level them even embracing a little to create fear to keep themselves safe, you know, like that kind of thing. Mhm. Uh, Honey Force says Pirates of the Caribbean with a question mark. Holy shit. Maybe. I that think is a that... strong play. Yes. The, yeah. The, who's the, that? The black chick. She's weird fucking, black chick. Dude, that's Gypsy Hot though, right? Gypsy Hot with like black Gypsy teeth. Hot. And I'm like, I don't yeah. even care. I don't even care. She's got dirty feet. Don't matter to me. <laughs> Wicked dirty feet. Dude, them swamp feet, man. Oof, that's danger zone. Ooh, American Horror care. Story. All right. I only saw Okay. All first. right. All right. All right. All right. Okay. It's, out, it's still out there. All right. What do they do in American Horror Story? Fucking voodoo magic man. <laughs> uh, um, oh, but that derailed me because what 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 were you just saying? I had something to respond to about it. Uh, voodoo only works in selling fairness believers. Mm, I don't remember. Damn. Sorry. Yeah. That's all, no, no. I distracted myself with the Pirates of the Caribbean thing. Oh, uh, marked for death. We were talking about uh, Steven yeah. Seagal in the zeitgeist. Oh, oh, we were talking about New Orleans and the religious oh, aristocracy. Who is the prob- comedian? That talks about the Cajun people being like us, like, n- why do we put up with them in this country? They're not. Oh, fucking is that Tom Segura? Segura? It's yeah. Tom Segura, yeah. It, he, he's, it it's now become a thing. <laughs> so now he's just leaning into it like a comedian. Of course. He made fun of New Orleans, basically, which is hilarious because he just had Theo Vaughn on his show, who's from New Orleans. It was amazing. But um, yeah, and then they were like, 
like hate him. And he's like, first of all, he was joking. Now he's like, now fuck you. <laughs> so he's just leaning into it. And it's beautiful. Man, mm. yeah, it's a beautiful yeah. thing. There's some, uh, there's some, as I was looking around for stuff on this episode, there's some, there's like an article that 10 most embarrassing X-Files episodes. Oh, Vulture. it's gotta be on it. And yeah, but it's just, it's one of those like, let, let's show how fucking woke we are by yeah. uh, oh, pointing God, out something 25 years ago that we can think like, wow, good job. I, I know. Really got your finger on the pulse. Right up your own ass. They 100% didn't watch it either, right? They <laughs> no. read a synopsis and fucking yep. wrote about it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's what you'd expect. Shapes. Yeah. I'm, sure, uh, I'm, gender I'm sure a, a Haitian would probably watch it and find it was funny and not feel compelled to pen an article to a fucking <laughs> stupid-ass column. They'd probably just like, oh, that's funny. That's hey, how it really is. Hey, real quick. Guess Devin Maloney. Hmm. Is it a white guy? No. <laughs> no. That sounds like straight off the boat, Haitian. Could could be a woman, to be honest. Devon. Devon? Anyway. Um, it's kind of assumptive of you, but sure. Maybe yeah. uh, maybe she's fluidic, Josh. You should probably well, be more sensitive. Never put that together. That voodoo girl from Pirates is the same actress as the badass girl from 28 Days Later. Oh, so she's they bodied link up. up with, yeah, they link so up with her. So she's bodied up. Yeah. All right. Yep. Let's, um, we're, we're six, all six packs. I'm, I'm going to imagine a six pack there. But um, uh, yeah, well, instilling fear in believers, let's get back to the, the sensitive nature of this episode. <laughs> yeah. Ordered they by Scully, of all people. Almost drive their car into yes. Private McAlpin. Whoa. Oh, yeah, he had a concussion. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the guy who's, whose head was hanging on by a piece of celery, that guy had a concussion. <laughs> and Scully, hey, this is going to come back. Gross negligence by the medical examiner. Yeah. Put a pin in it. Put a pin Dude, in it. We're come gonna on, get back man. there. Is it seventeen twenty-three? <laughs> Dude. All right. So we gotta get to the infirmary. Yeah, right? that's where that's where we are now, right? Okay, just making sure. Yeah. Uh so he never left, right? Dr. Fall made a gross mistake. Let's say that again. When mm-hmm. he signed the death certificate, it's not the first time this has happened. Well, he's fired now, right? <laughs> I mean, you can't go two for two on dead guys not being dead. Well, uh, they're going to try to verify if it's right. two for two because Mulder's mm-hmm. curious about the other one. This is after they have this whole discussion about tetrodotoxin, tetro, tetrodoto, boy, toto, toto, dog, tetrodoxin, tetrodotoxin. Sure, zombie shit. I wrote down three different spellings, so I don't know which one it is. But yeah, some kind of toxin that basically. Apparently, actually has potentially some scientific roots to where some zombie myths come from. All right. Tetrodotoxin. Tetrodotoxin. Tetrodo. There you go. Um, it's in the uh, the pufferfish. Mm. So we'll make sure to go crush some Japanese decks next week for our romp and annihilating culture in the X-Files. I like it. <laughs> Those people, but, um, the, with their beliefs, boy. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. What do you know about zombies, Josh? What do you know about them? Well, in 82, a Harvard man named Wade Davis did extensive field research in Haiti in Haiti in Haiti on zombification. He analyzed several samples of zombie powder prepared by voodoo priests and he found tetrodoxin to be common of all of them. I wonder if that's true. Scully, but Mulder, it's a lethal poison. Yeah, but in small doses, dude. <laughs> Paralysis, cardiorespiratory activity, dropping it down, going into hibernation basically. 
he might appear only mostly dead. So none of this matters because McAlpern's alive. Wait, back up though. Go. So Wharton, after <laughs> killing the neighbor's dog, mm-hmm. coming out of the pool, low crawling to the sandbox. Yes. Hiding out in the woods, drawing the symbol, um, putting voodoo curses on, got him to drive. He drove the car into the tree at 60 miles an hour. Yes. Then, seeing that he only had a slight concussion, he injected him with pufferfish toxin mm-hmm. and then made the medical examiner hallucinate to make it think that his head was lolling around. Yes. Well, I'm going to say that this is a gross, a <laughs> gross allocation of high-level voodoo magician resources. <laughs> <laughs> Considering how skillful... Wharton is as a voodoo magician. It's a lot of time too, dude. You yeah, you got a processing I mean, center to run. <laughs> I yeah. can just see the prosecution trying to put together a timeline. Like, what the fuck? I don't think this is going to work, guys. <laughs> There's got to be another guy. There's got to be three guys. <laughs> Our timeline's really not going to withstand the powerful defense. No, uh, <laughs> he's also busy digging up bodies all over town. Mm-hmm. Gutierrez, what bums me you know, out. Private I wish, Gutierrez, I do from Puerto Rico, who they <laughs> buried in fucking Folkestone, North Carolina. <laughs> oh shit! I guess his family didn't want his body back. What uh, I know is that Santiago's death, while tragic, <laughs> probably saved lives. <laughs> In my existence, Josh, while grotesque and incomprehensible to you, saves lives. (laughs) Dude, Warren, you're mixing it up, though. You, I want, can't the voodoo take him over? It's kind of a bummer that the white guy controls the voodoo. Yeah. I wish it would just make, it'd be cool if he just got on that raft and went to France. Knock, knock. I'm a high-level voodoo guy. I'm about yeah. to fuck you guys up. Mm. It's like that second act of uh, Interview with Vampire. Like <laughs> <that>. <laughs> Back to the old world. Uh, Leave yeah. this place. Your master is cursed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. Well, we should go to the cemetery because that place is awesome. It, it, dude, this cemetery is the most cemetery-looking cemetery right. we've ever seen on the it X-Files. Could, I mean, it couldn't be more cemetery. No, this is a Halloween special, guys. Cemetery. It's so awesome. It's it's almost corny to where I don't like it, but it's too. <laughs> uh, they they leaned into it. I mean, chin first. Chin I first. love it. I love it. It almost first feels all, like it should be in one of those episodes that wears its humor a little bit more. Like you could see it in like a a bad blood, right? <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah. First of all, Callum Keith Rennie, Leoben himself. Oh Lou Ashby God. from Californication, right? That that was the guy looking like the Finian bastard in the, the cemetery f- over here? That's right. Dude, could he not look any more like... <laughs> dude, like this guy, you meet this guy, he's like, have you got the fucking rocket launchers? <laughs> oh, God. I'm going to yeah. put them right up those British cunts asses. Dude, look at a picture of him and then look at the arms dealer in Boondock Saints. <laughs> <laughs> this guy's been arrested 10 times in Belfast. No question. <laughs> Killed my baby brother, teacher. Bloody proud of yourself. Shout Whatever out the fuck to he says uh, in that movie. new listener, well, new on the uh, the Facebook group, Shane Doyle. Shane, Shane the main Doyle. Speaking of Fenian couldn't, bastards. Couldn't be more Fenian. <laughs> <laughs> also, we're going to have to investigate him real quick. Make sure <laughs> yeah. he's not funding shit over to the IRA. Uh, I don't need fucking Bono singing about him. <laughs> but we, we fund them more than anybody. 
That's a good point. Um, dude, he he looks like outside of looking like a Feenian arms dealer, he also looks like he could be Willie, which is an obscure reference, but he's basically uh, Goonies. The mo- no, no, no. I know, right? No, he's the most loyal servant to Barnabas, the Dracula in the Dark Shadows. He looks wow. Dude, yes, he does. The little like, oh, I'm going to do anything the master says in the graveyard. And he skulks. He's kind of like Renfield, right, too? The Dracula Ren. That's basically what Willie is. He's a ripoff of Renfield. Yeah. Great looking dog, though. Yeah. That fucking Rottweiler. Yeah. And I love it. Dude, this guy. The fog, man. Come on. So, yeah, this whole thing, Gutierrez's body's gone. Mm -hmm. He can't keep up, right? Can't keep up. Mick, whatever over here, can't keep up with all the body groundskeeper with his small town cemetery that <laughs> I guarantee you, you can see clear across, standing in the middle. Can't keep up with all the gray robbers. You no, man. for medical science. Now, listen, let me get to tell you something. The Ravenloft mist rolls in. You can't see shit. That's true. Visibility drops to 10 feet. <laughs> <sighs> you have to make fear checks. Oh, it's brutal. Horror is a problem. They dug him um, up right under my nose, he says, my old McGroundskeeper. Mm-hmm. And then Chester is there, but he's okay. just getting frogs. I guess. So, so Chester is really dead? I mean, did he not Did he not really die in the... Is he the 10-year-old boy that shapeshifts into a cat? <laughs> <laughs> Chester, get it? Chester the cat? I mean... <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, I'm sorry to do that to you. So Chester, they're gonna get they're gonna give Chester yummy yums because he's mm-hmm. a stay of starving Haitian boy. Sure, this seems mildly cute. Actually, it I is. Thought. It is. I what like that I... he has his milk mustache <laughs> perpetually, perpetually. Milk, and like, just leave milk it on. And fries. What a what a combo. He's on his way to being fat, so he'll blend right in. <laughs> but in, um, in America, fresh bull. He's basically saying. Uh, he talks about uh, fresh bones. They pay good, but if I go there, but I go there for the frogs. You find the best frogs at the cemetery. Um, how do you get out of the camp? I go and then I come back. I like that line. That's kind of cool. That's like intrigue to me. Yeah. And uh, he, uh, they ask, what, well, your parents, what, you know, and what, what's your name? That's the Chester Bonaparte stuff. And he's like, well, I, um, I sell the frogs. 50 cents a pop, baby. That's called, that's called uh, commerce. <laughs> Capitalism. He's catching on. Yeah, he ain't playing. And he says uh, his magic is the most strong. Talking about uh, Bouvet. Bouvet. Uh, he even made my fries disappear. Cute. Works. Cute. I like it. I got magic too, and I bet I can make your fries reappear. My God. Merci. Merci. <clears throat> and, um, you know, he, he goes with his American money and gets some more fries. It's like a magic trick. Yep. Uh, and that's when Scully's like, well, some frogs have bufotoxin or some shit. Similar to the pufferfish. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Is it those frogs? Because I don't think it is. <laughs> it's not not the kind of frogs you find at the edge of the woods in North Carolina. Yeah, definitely not. But, um, well, we got to keep an eye on Chester. So Mulder's going to go outside, and he's like, wait, it's fucking Dunham. Dunham, what are you doing over here? Snooping around. I heard animals up there again, Ventura. He's um, he's following them. He's following he them because he's concerned about them, right? So he says. He's gonna, he was going to warn them more. It's all, it, he just goes off. Right, he a, he knows about the code believer. red. He knows about the code red. He he knows about the code red, and he knows <laughs> about the fucking voodoo magic man. That's right, because he's one of those people. From well, because his wife to be got a case of what we call snake belly. 
of the old the old Nolan snake belly. No old Nolan snake belly. I bet BP nine thousand knows a little bit about Nolan snake belly. I tell you what, man, we cut open one of them goddamn Union soldiers, and he had snakes for guts, and it was the goddamnedest thing I ever did see. It wasn't long. <laughs> Uh, it wasn't. It wasn't long after the Battle of Saratoga, or <laughs> whatever the fuck. I don't even know that takes place except for Saratoga. But um, <laughs> yeah. it made me think of that part in um that new was that sci fi movie Annihilation, dude. Yes, <laughs> snake <laughs> belly, serious snake belly. <laughs> oh boy. Um, oh fuck. Yeah, not not, a, like not an old wife. That was my fiance. Okay, so. And wow. he talks about how Bouvet had warned Wharton that he would take his men one by one, take his soldiers, Dean, um, <laughs> if they didn't send them back to Haiti. Yeah. And Wharton's making making these dudes beat on the refugees, do all sorts of terrible things to them, apparently. And yeah. he does not... Dunham is really weirded out by Chester. Right. Uh, also, I, I, know, I know I shouldn't be delaying this, but... <laughs> But Man, too late. We, we have a hard time with these episodes, don't we? They're so fun, though. <laughs> I, I mean, what are the chances? What are the chances, Josh, that Private Dunham experienced voodoo twice in his life? <laughs> First of all, it sounds like your dad. He joined tried- the Marines to get away from. <laughs> his fiance dies, gets a case of snake belly, and he needs to start life But he over. gets a case of snake belly because her daddy tried to rob him out of a house. So you know what? Snake belly all around. <laughs> As far, as far as I can tell, can't take a man's home. Snake, you get snake belly, and you get snake belly, right? Oh boy. Anyway, I'm sorry. Back on, back. <laughs> Stay on, darn. Well, now uh, Chester the cat. Oh, dude. I mean, Mulder. First of all, I'm not trying to be an asshole here, but it's a black cat, right? It's not oh, a white cat. I thought you were going to give him some trouble for not being able to catch up with the kid. No, 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 no. That's fine with me. But, but I mean, it's a black cat. He didn't go anywhere. Things are weird. Black kid. <laughs> I'm just saying if you're. Works? I'm just saying if you're a betting man. Is that how it works? If you transform into a cat? Yeah, it's not gonna be a white cat. What about white witches? They always become. They always have black cats. That's fucked up. Never seen a black witch. I guess that's Wait. fucking voodoo magic. Is black witch right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's what it is. And you know, God damn it, God bless black people. <laughs> Because it's always just, you know what it is? It's the same shit. They just do more dancing, right? <laughs> yeah. It's more dancing in voodoo. You don't see fucking white witches dancing. They, I mean, they wait a minute, like wait a minute, people. wait a minute. Yeah, they, they thrash they, around with their tits out. That's different. They dance like white people at a wedding. Yeah, they thrash around with their tits out, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Because um, the preachers don't want that. But I'm kind of getting off the beaten path. He, uh, yeah, Chester, we just see a cat, like a very well-fed fucking <laughs> longshoreman cat. Yeah, still don't really understand what it what, what's actually going on. But all right, so all right, Chester, Chester, Chester. He says Chester's gone. Uh, okay, yeah. and then Mulder and Scully they're they're on a mission. They're busting into. They're confronting well, Colonel Jessup. This is dude. You can't handle the truth. You you can't handle the refugees. Oh man, it's so good. We use words like honor, code, loyalty. We use ease as the backbone of a life spent defending something. You use him as a punchline. And uh, he that's what he says, basically. Yeah. yeah they come at him hard. He, and, uh, he they, comes right back. He comes right back. 
Mm-hmm. They accuse him of retaliation. He's like, what? Pre-arm mistreatment of the detainees. What the hell are you talking about? Physical abuse of political refugees is prosecutable crime under international law. He chuckles. It's Bouvet, right, right? He's the one you're getting this garbage from. Look, nobody ever said this was a hotel, but it's hardly a concentration camp. It seems to be it, almost literally a concentration it camp. It might literally be one. <laughs> I mean, I know... We can say internment camp with full confidence. A hundred percent, yeah. Right? Yep. It's weird that the ham bleeds. That probably doesn't happen in most internment camps. You've concentrated all of the Haitian refugees into this camp. (laughs) I mean, I don't want to get you on a technicality, (laughs) but it seems like we are talking literally that it is a concentration. Now, of course, there's a lot of connotations that go with the word concentration camp. Yeah, yeah. But But, um, this is a little different. Different. So that was like, you know, Germans just taken to the extreme. There's, yeah. I guess you could say there's many, um, there's many levels to them, mm-hmm. right? right? But for fear of treading on very dangerous waters, I'm going to step away from that for a moment. <laughs> yeah. Get back if, to Warren. For fear of breaking outside the bounds of cultural sensitivity <laughs> we've so carefully <laughs> walked down the center of. Um, what's uh, with, so after they leave this whole confrontation and he gets down to his breakfast, cuts in, blood pours out of the ham. Mm. So this is this has got to be Bouvet, right? Gotta so they're be, right? they're having some sort of voodoo duel. Yes, you would call this a voodoo duel. Voodoo, voodoo. Okay, <laughs> groovy. And he seems like surprised. I mean, you're you're a high level voodoo master. We've right? already discussed how high level he is. That would be like if Palpatine's sitting there and like Vader walks in and he like reaches for a fork and, and he slides Palpatine was like. <gasps> I see you have used telekinesis. Yeah. Very surprised. Oh, I can trip. That's quaint. Who's putting the thorn voodoo in the car? Is there a third voodoo party? We, well. Who does this to Scully? The prosecution is suggesting that there's a third party. (laughs) Okay. Because. (laughs) No, I don't think so. All those Haitians, there's just going to be more voodoo people running around. (laughs) I mean, throw a rock in the air around a bunch of Haitians, you're going to hit the voodoo magic people. I mean, Colonel Warren was sitting in his office as they drove up, parked, walked up. So he did not go down, move the car, paint a symbol, move the car back over it, put some voodoo thorns around the steering column, and then sit back down before breakfast was served. Well, we should probably talk about quantum physics. And Bouvet is locked in a holding (laughs) cell. What the fuck is going on? Um, I don't know. It doesn't matter. I know what's going on, Josh. Let's fucking uh, voodoo magic, man. <laughs> let's <laughs> let's uh, stop being insensitive and talk about black on black crime. All right, it's an important factor, and it's essentially X, right? Uh well, this is the there's a black marine beating the shit out of Bouvet. Oh fuck, I went right past it. That's Kittle. Kittle, yeah. Uh, but he Wharton. It's weird that he's Wharton is. You ruined my ham. To Bouvet, he wants the secret. Uh, like I guess. he wants more voodoo levels. I, I, I would imagine that this, so I guess you're playing with fire here because are we to suggest that he has this guy locked in a cage so that he can have a private beat him until he teaches him the mastery of voodoo? <laughs> um, we'll get back to it. 10 of I diamonds guess, leads I, to root 10, which leads uh, to X. He does. Didn't expect He's, X coming in on this one. I, I completely forgot about that. Well, these people don't have rights, Josh. <laughs> Mm-hmm. This uh, this place is going to be restricted to military personnel only in 24 hours. No press, no third-party monitoring. 
Mm-hmm. And you guys are going back to Washington. Because, and Mulder kind of brings it up, this seems like a, a, a lot of work for Wharton to get revenge. Guess we're going to change the name to Camp Invisible. Yeah. Yeah. And, and this is-, is the most retarded shit ever. <laughs> Why is the government doing this? Well, because Wharton wants revenge. <laughs> That's the plot. He's got a friend. Got a friend upstairs, I guess. Yep. <laughs> and, um, well, it's his lucky day. Yeah. Yeah, I guess. lo and behold, a barge full of them just docked. <laughs> they <laughs> served them right up. That's why they're North Carolina. They probably did land in Florida, and they're like, we're going to ship 12,000 Haitians to a processing center rather than bring you <laughs> down here, make it more convenient. Right. And uh, get you all set up for yeah. doing your and part. And we, apparently, some men took their lives under Colonel Wharton's command. So he was in Haiti. And because three men took their lives, he's going to kill all the Haitians. Mm, he's going to kill most of his Marines. <laughs> yeah. Whoops. Hasn't killed a Haitian yet. I'm so mad that these Haitians killed my Marines that I'm going to kill more Marines <laughs> or soldiers. I, unless he killed Chester <laughs> and then later kills Bouvet. Right. I guess. Um, They're sanctioning his revenge? Okay. Yep. Yep. Go, we'll go right past that. Way to waste X. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> then this... Um, Scully starts acting up the effects of her, her voodoo magic here. Yeah, this is um, cool, man. Because I'm weird. First of all, of all people, medical doctor Scully, you got a cut on your hand 20 minutes ago, and it looks like you have MRSA. <laughs> go to the doctor. Go to the place and get it looked at. I mean, that shit moved quick. That's mm-hmm. like MRSA shit. You're yeah. infected. Go immediately. You're going to get a blood infection and die. Yeah, fix it. <laughs> yep. She just puts her hand in her pocket. It's nothing. Yeah, just strolls over to Mulder's room. Who, she pulled, what was that crazy, just a crazy movie, SLC Punk? Yeah. Remember the guy with the fucking hand infection? Oh. He lets it get wicked bad, right? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. And they're like, they're going to name a new disease after him. <laughs> yep. Oh, fuck. And then that guy dies. That movie's weird. But, That's um. Very weird. Uh, yeah, Mulder's room's unlocked and she's just chatting casually. And, uh, then we see dead, dead denim. Dead Dunham. <laughs> Ton of in a bathtub. Oh man, my God, what happened? And then there's, I like how McAlpin walks in, and you're like, oh shit! And then like a couple of seconds later, Mulder walks behind yes. him. Yes. At first, you're like, oh boy, Scully's in a real pinch here. She's in a real pickle. And so, what happened? Do you remember here? killing Private Dunham? Um, I remember seeing him there and all that blood. Oh boy. So what happened was that everything th- Wharton did to McAlpin was to make believe he was dead, but he wouldn't really be dead, but he'd be in a zombie state. So after he came back to life and they realized he was alive, he'd be catatonic. And then when he needed to murder Dunham and do it for some reason in an FBI agent's hotel room, not try to implicate the FBI, literally just have him there on scene with a murder weapon, just so yeah. that he's immediately apprehended. In, in, in voodoo parlance, Josh, what Warren did is it's called, he took McAlpern for a spin. Took him for a spin. Took him for a spin. I like to do that. do some killing. Okay. Yeah. He's like, I'm going to take this kid for a spin and kill this other kid. That's fun. Because I'm so mad about my soldiers being killed by the very magic I'm embraced and using to kill them. <laughs> I think I've lost sight of my ways. <laughs> yeah. And well, I you don't, I'm a reasonable uh... man, but this fucking heat is killing me. <laughs> You don't end up as a 36-year-old private for no reason. And Oof. it's intelligence like that which gets you to 
sign a confession to a Whoops. murder. Murder one is the case of the game, man. With no memory of it. Nope. Well, Wharton yeah. took him for a spin. Did Wharton make his head lol in the seat after the accident so he could possess, like, have possession power over him in a moment's notice? Sure. It is pretty convoluted. It doesn't make any sense. Let's be real. None. Um, no. Nope. Uh, they talk to Wharton. They do. And he's got some interesting things to tell them. He's <laughs> not Bouvet's dead. Mm-hmm. Also committed suicide with a yep. rusty bedspring. He'll send you a report. Um, we're all pretty much wrapped up here. Um, everything's fine here now. How are you? Who is this? <laughs> Go on your way. What's your operating number? So that's it, pretty much. Wharton's like, mm-hmm. brushes his hand. We're done here. We're done here. Now I can eat my fucking ham in peace. And, <laughs> Scal- I, got all the mo- and I got all the magic voodoo rings. Mm-hmm. Scully's got a pretty bad headache. Yeah. Rubbing, her, rubbing her hand like crazy. Yeah. Don't worry about it, medical doctor. Yeah. Um, she looks like she has the hamburger hamburger's hand there. No, no. The fucking hamburger helper hand. Oof. Yeah, it's her, getting her real hand, puffy. Her hand looks like that guy's face from... Um, <sighs> Was that three episodes back? Mm-hmm. We did uh, the old yeah. man there? Yeah. yeah, good, good dig with no memory of what I'm saying. Powerful, powerful. Uh, yeah, they go to M- Mrs. McAlpin's spot here. They do because Dunham went to the house last night because he was going to see Mulder and Scully. So he went out of his way to go to her to give her something to give. <laughs> so what if he actually got to Mulder and Scully <laughs> and he's like, "I have something to show you." Well, I don't have it on me. <laughs> I left it with. Mrs. I McAlpin. don't have it with me. <laughs> Tell her how he hinking. Um, and what is the damning evidence that brings it all together? Well, we got some chicken feet. No, before that, the picture. Stapled What's to it? some <laughs> wa- some papers. No, the picture f- in f- the envelope <laughs> yes, is yes. just a picture in Haiti with a big crowd. Bouvet's in the picture and Morton's in the picture. And they're like, Aha! Crazy he ran into these guys on this tiny fucking island. Crazy this Haitian guy was in this picture with this Marine who was stationed in Haiti. <laughs> what well, I mean, what are the chances? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> low-ish, but... Yes. It's very surprising to me that this is like, that's the, that's the deep throat evidence right there. Yeah, man. Weird. X. Now, let's get on to chicken feet. All right, dude. The chicken feet's the best. Now we're talking about some evidence. Oh, it appears that you've stapled chicken feet to your report. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think those go there. <laughs> Anytime um. somebody files a complaint against me, <laughs> staple some chicken feet into it. We have a whole drawer oh. of chicken feet reports. <laughs> and then he's it got... It's so funny. <laughs> we got a whole we got a whole fucking filing camera for the chicken, the chicken wing complaints, the you chicken can't. feet complaints. <laughs> can't fit nearly as many complaints because each one, I mean, chicken feet aren't small. So you ever try to get a chicken foot in a folder? It's a nightmare. (laughs) So stupid. You need those expanding kind. I know, have that little, yeah, little accordion files. (laughs) That's that's where you want to keep your chicken feet reports. Yeah. Right. What about what about your frog reports? <laughs> well, frog, reports. frog frog corpse reports. <laughs> frog corpse reports are a problem. Those need a desk drawer <laughs> dedicated to that. Yeah, we're gonna stack those um, actually vertically. Um, I'm sorry, mm-hmm. horizontally. You want to lay yep. them down, and if you do them inverse, you can fit. 
two, two for each sheet because the frog bodies will kind of overlap. They do. There's not a lot of room to sign, but you <laughs> work around the legs. Sure. Oh, what else is there? Gutierrez's skeleton body. Oh, right. <laughs> right. Died two weeks ago. Not a speck Ugh. of flesh. Where did you, what did you do there? So you dug him up and then you like dipped him in a lie pit? Doesn't sure. matter. Doesn't matter. Why is he in your, why is he in a trunk behind your desk? What if someone goes in that trunk? Doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> why why are you in a graveyard wearing a fucking Look flannel bathrobe with God 300 candles? Dude, do you know how long it took for him to do that? What? Dig up a six foot deep grave, light 300 candles, and haul a coffin out alone? And really get the scarf right. And really scarf it up. Yeah. Yeah. Well, all kinds of fun stuff happens. First of all, we know Bouvet ain't dead. He's our guy. You don't just kill Bouvet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, if there's one thing this this show has taught me is that if anything, we're definitely going to be trying to strangle the white lady with our with our voodoo Haitian hands. She she Scully has a, had a lot of unfriendly just, hands on her throat. She's got a tough day. Yeah, that is um definitely my favorite image. It's creepy. The fucking fingers coming out of the palm of your hand, Ugh, and gross. then like it, it's just cut. her opening her mouth with the blood. Oh yeah. And that, and her, she's all pallid and pale, even mm-hmm. more than usual, alabaster mm-hmm. princess that she is. But then those fingers coming out, and then how it's cut back and forth, and then it's like a whole body that came out of her hand. Yes. But who the fuck is that? No, that doesn't matter. That's <laughs> just a what? random, just yeah. a random voodoo murderer? Yeah. It's one of their moves. Okay. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Can we get back to the master whispers here? Sure. Because he's about to get fucked up by our guy. When when he All goes... All that smoke spitting, dude. Yeah. Oh, when we he goes... We get a big payoff. He goes demon voice for a moment. He does. And then the the, the final climax is... Um, blows he who does evil, evil he will see. See that? Maybe he is a good guy. Maybe this is a tale of the light side and the dark side of Haitian voodoo. Mm. Right? Sure. Maybe we're seeing what happens if the white man gets it and corrupts it. We did finally get the classic voodoo doll stab on Mulder. Yep, that's a great point. It would have been wild if you went through the whole episode without one of those. Right. Yeah. Black Cat shows up again, which makes me believe that this is Chester somehow, because she was reaching for the thing, the little protection charm, to get the the voodoo man to stop coming out of her flesh. (laughs) Stop choking her to death. Yep. Right. Nobody Um, wants that. uh, Yeah. And this is yeah. uh this is our climax, and then um, once she gets a hold of of the charm, it, it's gone. The the whole apparition, whatever it was, is gone. Yes. Here's my favorite. Scully runs out. You know, Mulder's kind of coming too. She checks on him briefly. Goes over to Wharton, <laughs> reaches out one hand, rolls him onto his back. Sees no visible signs of trauma. Says he's dead. It's pretty good. She's hey, cruising hey. to. She's going off that that foil style. Are you trying to out negligence the the local coroner in your yeah. proclamations of uh, She's, death certificates? That's a page right out of the foil book of declaring the dead. <laughs> oh, he's dead. Yeah. Oh, he's dead. Look at him. Um, Boy, yep. what an and ending. Wrap everything up. Uh, they're here later. I guess all the Haitians are going back. Apparently, Private McAlpin has taken over command from <laughs> Colonel Wharton, and who is now <laughs> reporting to the FBI agents. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they ask about Chester. He was the one killed in the riot six weeks ago. <gasps> what? Surely other people saw him. 
he clearly was the kid that chased away the man giving her shit, right? Mm. See, that's where this falls apart. Other, everyone else, was, nobody else was like, hey, it's Chester, aren't you dead? <laughs> I mean, I guess Dunham, sure. maybe, is the only one who reacts in any way oddly to him. Mm, but, that's a good, yeah, that's, but, that, that could work. But his, is, so he's not dead because of voodoo? That's what I don't know. Yeah. Maybe, yeah, maybe. Maybe he and, was only mostly, well, remember, this is the lowing that maybe they thought he was dead, and that's how he, maybe he took some of that zombie dust. Sure. And then Patty McFarlane O'Shea is fucking smoking and dumping soil onto uh, onto the grave of Colonel Wharton. I think this is the first body I've buried alive. And, it isn't, uh, I can assure you. He's banging away. He's quite alive in there. That's brutal. Yeah, that's a bummer. Yeah. Yeah. Say what you want about good and, good and evil voodoo. Both of them are pretty brutal. <laughs> I guess the specialty of voodoo is killing people, but not really killing them. Yeah. Right? Sure. Because I guess voodoo doesn't actually kill anybody directly. Not as it would have Let's in 1994. Gutierrez, well, Gutierrez is definitely dead, but he, he mm. hung himself. Maybe maybe it actually made him hang himself. McAlpin, it's all, uh, not dead. Not dead. Not dead. Dunham. 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 Stabbed, though. Yeah, probably with the power of voodoo suggestion. Yeah, secondhand, secondhand voodoo yeah. murder. I mean, Scully was in a bad way until she had the charm. Yeah, yeah, I don't know how that would end up for. It looked painful, <sighs> like she was struggling to breathe. Mm-hmm. I mean, at the minimum. <laughs> I would say that's, that is um, kind of how, kind of how uh, that whole process goes, you know, when you strangle somebody. It's sort of yeah. the objective of it. Uh, yeah, for sure. I'm, I'm guessing oxygen's vital. <laughs> um. That's Fresh Bones. Dude, how fun is that episode? Unbelievably fun. I know. Unbelievably fun. I know it probably sounds like we just dogged nonstop on this episode the whole time. Yeah, that's why it was so fun. But. It's fun to watch. It's fun to talk about. It's ridiculous. I'm a high like. Me too. Yeah. I damn near love it. It's outrageous. Colonel Wharton Jessup is the best, dude. (laughs) Colonel Wharton Jessup. He's the most outrageous character in the show. He could be. He could be. He right. Could be. Um, I'm just glad he's looking out for his soldiers. Mm-hmm. If anything, well, you got to watch out for your soldiers. All right, they're they're soldiers. They're not prison guards. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna read since we I were did my job. I do it again. <laughs> <laughs> we are rather verbose. I'm going to allow a listener to be as well, uh, Mrs. Monica Mitsakas Rock. Monica, um, who's been a little quiet on the boards. She's been having uh, kind of some hectic shit going on. Doesn't sound great. And yeah. um, shout out to Monica. I hope things turn around for you. Happy to be back, chiming And she says, anyway, about this episode, it's a tough one for me. This episode walks the fine line of cultural insensitivity, not quite crossing it. <laughs> Are you sure? <laughs> Still a bit iffy. I, I think I would like to imagine that's a good description of our podcast. It's not, but um, I find myself liking the individual parts more than the whole, the whole. Definitely. Overall, I find the story weak, relying too much on plot twists and misdirections. However, Bowman's direction, we didn't even mention that. There is Mm. some really good shots. There is. Bowman's direction is masterful as usual. He managed to make this plot more compelling and mysterious than it appears on paper. One of the most memorable scenes for me is the scene where Mulder and Scully are with Chester at the diner. They have a brief discussion about magic. It's a small scene, but hits the heart of what I think this episode was trying to do. Thematically, beyond the cultural and political issues that are being addressed through the story of the refugee camp, there's a simple story about the allure and mystery of death, magic, and everything in between. Human fascination with magic and the theme of appearances versus reality has been part of our sociological DNA since the beginning of recorded history. Our obsession with bringing back the dead and the numerous rituals associated with death are evident 
In every single culture, we obsess over the possibility of an afterlife. We continuously question reality and attempt to make sense of that which can't be explained and therefore turn to these more fantastical or magical conclusions. As much as we like to deny and scoff the existence of supernatural occurrences, we still choose to immerse ourselves in the art and entertainment that addresses it. In a way, it is really what this episode and The X-Files is really all about. Does believing in something make it real? Is magic a supernatural force or something so embedded in our psyche that the simple act of believing in it makes it our truth? Not necessarily the objective, capital T truth, the Mulder truth, but our personal truths. Mm, and if we the believe useful in, truth. And if we believe in this personal truth, what's to say it isn't reality? Who's to say? So whether it's death, magic, or the origin of evil, the question is the same. Is it an external supernatural force beyond our control or something that manifests from our own internal beliefs, fears, perceptions, and convictions? Damn, girl! Let's give her an applause. Yeah, fucking a. That was a really good write-up. That was really good. If I, really, could, if I could communicate that effectively, um, <laughs> this podcast would probably be better. I would have a different job. <laughs> <laughs> Very cool, awesome, super yeah. thought-provoking, and uh, and well well written. Mm-hmm. Who gets to follow that, or should we just run it? That's a tough tough act to follow. Tough act to follow. A lot of, you know, Eleanor Butler was commenting on the fingers bursting out of your own hand and how terrifying that was, of course. Um, the uh, toxin can be found in various concentrations in the blue ring duck, bus, toads, pufferfish. This is from Diane Walker Renone. In the ICUs in which I've worked, we, but doctor, by the way, we use a variety of other meds that act similarly, uh, including succicital choline and panconorium, don't know, the trick is to knock your patient out before you paralyze him if you're benevolent. I can't imagine many worse horrors than being too paralyzed to blink, cry out, or breathe and be awake for all of it. I am always a benevolent ICU nurse. Goddamn. Very nice. Hey, real quick, don't piss that chick off. Because <laughs> you're going to get something in your eggs and it's going to be a bad day for you. Don't want to see how that is going to go. <laughs> um, boy, yeah, that's a fun one. That it's is fun, a fun dude. one. And uh, it's a good point uh, by Monica that it, it's fun because there's fun scenes. And yes. The story's outrageous. It's outrageous. And if Bowman hadn't, it, there are a lot of good scenes and it visually looks good and there's some cool moments. Um, it could, this could be a, you know, we talk sometimes about how there's a better episode than this. There's an even worse episode than this. Oh, hey, absolutely, <laughs> dude. <laughs> like absolutely. That's to Monica's worse. point, right? Yeah. Yeah, yep. no question. Um, it's fun. It's yeah. outrageous. It's silly. It's it is, man. It's, it's it's crazy. It's crazy how it's crazy how big the world once was and how small it seems now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, voodoo. Whoa, voodoo. What is that? You know, voodoo fucking magic, man. Yeah, I'll, I I will say this: voodoo never made me ever think of you know a black person or a person with dreadlocks any differently. I didn't ever make assumptions like that when I was a kid, but it did make me f- afraid of voodoo. Oh yeah. Right, voodoo, voodoo is a scary all? thing. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. like oh, yeah. the the practice of voodoo is something that used to scare me. Now I'm just like, okay, it is. You know, it's got its goofy shit, like all of them do, as far as I can tell. But it doesn't seem <laughs> preoccupied with world domination and all this other crazy shit. Like, so I don't. It just is. It is what it is. But not when when I was a kid. Fucking voodoo magic, man. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. Well, that was uh, fun. We'll be back. Are we are we doing next week or two weeks? We're gonna to have to talk about that. Yeah, what do you want to do? Um, You're you might be off. Next week would actually work better, and then we'll go back to every other week if you can swing that. I can, so that's fine. Right. So next week we're doing uh, Colony, dude. By the way, I am looking forward to getting Brian Thompson back in here. 
talking oh, about Brian the Thompson. Alien bounty man. hunter. Yeah, man. Yeah. I, that's the, uh, the, the, um, here's a teaser, if you don't remember, but, uh, when someone sends Mulder and Scully obituary showing three separate identical men apparently having died, the agents investigate. Things take an unexpected turn when Mulder receives a call from his father. Damn. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the, uh, first appearance of, of William Mulder, right? I think. Yeah, I guess so. And fucking Samantha. Samantha. Whoa. Big news, bitches. Big news. Big news. So we'll be doing that next week on Wednesday. Cool. Yeah. And um, I think June kind of got away from me. So I think we're probably going to look at maybe doing a bonus episode for Heathers in July. Oh, looking it's forward to that. It's probably going to be second or third week. Maybe maybe a possible Friday or a possible Monday. I, I don't know. Mondays and Tuesdays are going to be tough. Um, it. I, I would probably have to do it on a Friday or, or a Sunday or something like that. Because I got Stranger Things coming back and shit. But yeah, I definitely want to do it. Um, I almost watched it the other day. I think I'm actually going to watch it tomorrow. That's so good, Just because I haven't seen it in a while. And I must have watched it a hundred times back in the day. Mm. I've watched it within maybe the last year, if not close to that. And uh, It's probably been about five years for me. Yeah, still pretty relevant. Yeah, hell yeah. Um, All right, awesome. I I have to run to to the men's room. And uh, Elijah Craig will do that to a man. Mm-hmm. And um, we're going to say goodbye to the lovely people. But in traditional X-File, traditional? Yeah, that's the word. It's still a word, right? It's still- traditional? Got it. In traditional X-Files fa- fashion, I will let you tell these good people goodbye. And then we will sign off. Fucking voodoo, man!